Divine Enigma, a podcast that talks about how to navigate through the complexities of the workplace as a modern day professional whilst also having a side hustle simultaneously. My name is Sarah, your host for the podcast, um, and this episode we're going to be discussing the DSDM products um, under the Agile PM. So listen now and we will continue the show. <laughs> so we're looking at um, the introduction to DSDM project product. See, I always do that project products. I'll do that again. So it's the introduction to DSDM products, which is 8.1. So I'm going to read that through. So the DS the DSDM Agile project framework describes a set of products to be considered as the project proceeds. These products describe the solution itself the main deliverables of the project and anything created to help with the process of evolving it and anything that is required to help with the project governance and control. Not all products are required for every project and the formalities associated with each product will vary from project to project and from organisation to organisation. The formality of products is influenced by factors such as contractual relationships, corporate standards and governance needed. So there's a figure, figure point, figure 8A, which is a DSDM products. And it's got the pre-project, the feasibility, foundation, evolutionary development, deployment and post project and the post project is always is the process and within this diagram or figure um we've got the level of detail outlined and foundations we've got the business case the prioritized required list the evolutionary solutions the prototypes the solution and the management and it really just goes into the dsdm products so let's just go into more detail So it says here, the products and where they feature in the project lifecycle are shown in the diagram above. Orange products are business focus. Green products all contribute to the solution being created by the project and blue products cover the project management control interests. Several of the products, those marked with G, may also play part in governance processes such as approval, gateways, and may be used to demonstrate compliance of the solution with corporate and regulatory standards where this is required. So 8.2, the DSDM products. 8.21, terms of reference. The terms of reference is a high level definition of the overarching business driver for and top-level objectives of the product, project, project, project. (laughs) The primary aim of the terms of reference is to scope and justify the feasibility phase. It is identified as a governance product because it may be used for purposes such as prioritization of a project within a portfolio. So 8.22, business case. 
The business case provides a vision and justification for the project from a business perspective. The business vision describes a change business as is expected to be incrementally and at the end of the project. The justification for the project is typically based on an investment appraisal determining whether the value of the solution to be delivered by by the project warrants the cost to produce, support and maintain it into the future or within an acceptable level of risk. Baseline of the business case are typically created first as an outline by the end of feasibility, then as a basis for approval of development by the end of foundations. It is formally reviewed at the end of each project increment in order to determine whether further work is justified. 8.23 Prioritise Requirement List The Prioritise Requirement List, or the PRL, describes at a high level the requirements that the project needs to address and indicates their priority with respect to meeting the objectives of the project and the needs of the business. Consideration of requirements begin in feasibility and a baseline of the PRL describes the scope of the project as the end of foundations. After that point, further change will happen naturally in terms of depth as a result of a merge of detail or merge detail. <laughs> change of the breath, adding, removing or significantly changing high level requirements needs to be formally controlled in order to ensure ongoing alignment with the business vision for the project and to keep control of the scope. So 8.24, solution architecture defined, solution architecture definition, definition. (laughs) The solution architecture definition provides a high level design framework for the solution. It is intended to cover both business and technical aspects of the solution to a level of detail that makes the scope of the solution clear, but does not constrain evolutionary development. 8.25 Development Approach Definition. The development approach definition provides a high level definition of the tools, techniques, custom practices, and standards that will be applied to the evolutionary development of the solution. Importantly, it describes how quality of the solution will be assured. A strategy for testing and review is therefore a key part of the development approach and describes in the development approach definition. 8.26, delivery plan. The delivery plan provides a high level schedule of projects, of the of project increments, and at least for the first um, increment, the time boxes that make up the increment. It rarely deals with task level detail unless um, there are tasks being carried out by people who are not part of the solution development team or before the solution development team is formed. 8.27, management approach definition. The management approach definition reflects the approach to the management of the project as a whole and considers 
and considers from the management perspective how the project will be organized and planned, how stakeholders will be engaged in the project and how progress will be demonstrated and if necessary reported. The product is outlined in feasibility and baselines at the end of foundations and will only evolve beyond that when circumstances change or if reviews of the approach identifies areas for improvement. 8.28 feasibility assessment. The feasibility assessment provides a snapshot of the evolutionary business solution and management products described above as they exist at the end of the feasibility phase. Each of the products should be mature enough to make a sensible contribution to the decision as to whether the project is likely to be feasible or not. The feasibility assessment may be expressed as a baselined collection of the products or as an executive summary covering the key aspects of each of them. 8.29 Foundation Summary The foundation summary provides a snapshot of evolutionary solution and management products described above as they exist at the end of the foundation phase. Each of the products should be mature enough to make a sensible contribution to the decision as to whether the project is likely to deliver the required return on investment. Foundations summary may be expressed as a baseline collection of the products described above or as an executive summary covering key aspects of each of them. So 8.210 Evolutionary Solution. The evolutionary solution is made up of all appropriate components of the ultimate solution together with any immediate deliverables necessary to explore the detail of requirements and the solution under the construction at any given time. Such components may be either complete, a baseline or partial solution, a solution increment or a work in progress. They include where valuable models, prototypes, supporting materials and testing and review artefacts. At the end of each project increment, the solution increment is deployed into live use and becomes the deployment solution. 8.211 Timebox Plan. The Timebox Plan provides depth and detail for each timebox identified in the delivery plan. It elaborates on the objectives provided for that time box and details the deliverables of that time box along with the activities to produce those deliverables and the resources to do the work. The time box plan is created by the solution development team and is often represented on a team board as work to do in progress and done. It is updated at least on a daily basis at the daily stand-up. Time box review record, that's 8.212. The time box review record captures the feedback from each review that takes place during a time box. It describes what has been achieved up to the point, up to that point, together with any feedback that may influence plans, 
moving forward. Where appropriate, for example, in a regulated environment, a formal audible record of review commented from expert business advisors and other roles makes makes this a governance product. 8.213 Project Review Reports The Project Review Report is typically a single document that is updated incrementally at the end of each project increment by the addition of new sections permanent to that increment. At the end of each project increment, the purpose of the product is to capture feedback from the review of the delivery solution and to confirm what has been delivered and what has not. To capture learning points from the retrospectives for the increment focused on the processes, practices, employed and contributing roles and responsibilities. Where appropriate, to describe the business benefits that that should now um, accrue through the proper use of the solution delivered by the project up to this point. After the final project increment, as part of the project closure, a retrospective covering the whole project is carried out that is partially informed by the records for each project increment. So 8.214, benefit assessment. The benefit assessment describes how the benefits have actually accrued following a period of the live operation for projects, where benefits in the business case are expected to accrue over a prolonged period. It is possible that a number of benefit assessments may be produced on a periodic basis aligned with the time frame that was used for justifying the investment. 8.3 Summary The product above are guidelines to the information needed to promote good communication within a project. They are not mandatory and may not be presented as a document. However, in circumstances where strong governance and or proof of compliance with standards is important, there is real benefit to creating formal document rather than just gaining a shared understanding, which is the normal default for DSDM. Although it may not be obvious, it's important to remember that documentation creates created as part of the development process and or tied to the proactive way the project is managed, it is likely to provide the most effective and robust audit trail if one is needed. It also critically it's also critically important to remember that DSDM products are only created if and when they add value to the project and or the solution it creates. The most important thing is that the stakeholders and participate participants in the project understands what is needed and what is being delivered, and the quality is assured. If documents generally help achieve this, then create them. If not, don't waste valuable time and effort doing so. 
So I hope that was quite insightful for you today. I hope that you enjoyed Agile PM. It's something that I enjoy doing every so often. So I really hope you enjoyed the podcast. Um, Yeah, I really hope you enjoyed it. Please follow me on all platforms where podcasts are uploaded. Thank you for listening to Divine Enigma. And if you got to the end of the show, this is a safe place for project managers and professionals to give you tools and tips on how to navigate the complexity of being neurodiverse in the workplace. I will see you next week. Take care. Much love.